Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Also reminding you today, 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific, join CBS Sports Network for some nonstop top 20 college lacrosse action. As Loyola, Maryland, almost said Maramont, it's Loyola, Maryland, Battles Army, followed by Syracuse, going head-to-head with Navy. It's on your home for college sports, CBS Sports. Hey, can I bring on Tom and, and, and Shep for a second here? What's happening, Ken? Before we set sail on baseball. It's 420. Is that still a thing? Uh, apparently. I don't know. Is it? Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it? Because you're like, eh, apparently. Like, it's. I always thought it was dumb, but I'm sure if you go to a, your local college campus, it's a thing. Really? I don't think it's. All right. You know what? What the hell? 855-212-4CBS. Is it still like a thing? Because I... I think the times. Haven't the times changed? They've definitely like, changed. I, I, what do you mean by a thing? Like, okay, like four, like four twenty. Like when you and I were kids. How old, is Shep? By the way, Shep, how old are you? I am uh, glorious thirty-two. You know about okay, that. Okay, so we're all the, we're all in the same like bracket there. Yes. Tom's twenty-nine. We're both thirty-two. When we were young, like four twenty was a thing. You remember, right? It was like, hey man, four twenty. Yeah, man, before school, that whole thing. Not that I condone such practices now. I'm just saying. I think, yeah, I mean, I think we've all been through kind of the same progression. We're like, in high school, it's a thing, and it seems cool. In college, some people get too cool for it, and other people still do it. And then after, yeah. when you're an adult, you don't really pay attention well, to it. I- I'm just wondering if the th- the reason why I bring it up is I-, I wonder if it's just it's like pot is a mainstream thing now. So it's not what it was. Like before, it was, hey, man, 420, you coming over? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's still extremely illegal in Ohio and New York. Well, wait a minute. I live in Ohio. It doesn't seem to be that illegal. Really? Yeah, I know a guy who's stoned right now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm in Ohio right now. There's plenty of people who are stoned right now. and It doesn't seem to be a big deal. Like, I live in Cleveland, man. If you get pulled over, you got a dime bag or something like that, they're they're just going to laugh and move on. They're looking for other stuff. Is that right? Yeah. You get Tom, pulled over in Cleveland, and they find that on you, and they're just going to laugh and move if, on. If, if I, I if I, I, I shouldn't be saying this, and maybe I'll get in trouble, but I'm telling you, if you got like a dime bag of dope, <laughs> and you get pulled over, say you just get pulled over, like, hey, bud, your headlights out or something like that, and they're just they don't even care. They probably wouldn't even pull you over in the first place. If it falls out of your pants in Cleveland, they don't. They got other things they got to worry about, man. Like it's a. F- I love Cleveland. You know this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, America knows to, this. I'm not trying to poop on Cleveland. But it, like any other major city, now maybe in, you're bringing up New York. I don't know. Is who's still in charge? Well, Bloomberg is Bloomberg still in charge? In New York or is it De Blasio? City. It's De Blasio, right? Yes. It's de Blasio. Okay. Go it's, ahead. It's go ahead. Criminalized in New York City. It's very go. illegal in the state itself. Very illegal. You don't want to be caught with this. It's. It's like a category. <laughs> you don't want to be caught with this <laughs> it's stuff, a man. Category one substance. 
No way! Category one? I believe so, yeah. Is that now wait a minute, is that like DEF CON where that's the highest and category five is the lowest, but we always think right. DEF CON five is the highest? Right. Is that how that works? So maybe category one's not that big of a deal, but we think it's a it, it, I'm just wondering. Wow, it's still that big of a deal in New York State, huh? That's federally. I mean a lot that's of people uh, a lot of people just like, yeah, you know, it's yeah, feder- when, when I was go ahead. Yeah, category one. I'm sorry, schedule one: heroin, LSD, marijuana, MDMA. That's it. That's the. Wow. That's the. It's all one group. LSD. They got marijuana into the same category as LSD and Molly and all that yes, stuff. Ken, that's the problem. Whoa, ecstasy's in there. Yeah. Which Whoa. there's a whole other debate about that too. Yeah. But Whoa. I don't, think, I don't think this is the the forum. All right, Maybe drug it talk. It's time. You know, let's let's do the drug talking here. Can I ask you guys a quick question? Yeah, not go ahead. Not, not, yep. not the, to necessarily the f- pivot here. Floor and is yours. I appreciate it. Now, now, Ken, you probably know this being a baseball guy. Tom should know this being a huge baseball guy as well. What? 1916-420. The first game ever played at this particular venue was what? At what venue? What are you talking about? Baseball? 420. 1916? 1916-1916. The first ever game was played here. Wasn't wasn't Fenway Park? Wasn't Wrigley Field? Was it Wrigley Field? Wasn't Wrigley Field? Was it? It might have been. My, my guess is going to be Wrigley. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Wrigley Field? It was Wrigley Field. Four twenty, wow. baby. On four twenty. There you go, Shep. See, I just don't think. Do you know what I mean? Like when you say four twenty, right. doesn't it feel kind of corny now? Right. It is. But back in the day, you used to say, yeah, man, 420, come by, well, 420. Hey, Bob's taking the school, taking the day off school because it's 420. Yeah, man, it's got to be 420. I'll give you this. School. I'll give you he this. ain't even I, calling off. I think it was more, like, counterculturally relevant as a thing to be, like, in on the 420 thing, you know, in years past than really? it is now. I'll give you that. I agree. But I don't think it, I don't think it went away. Wow, because right, my generation, like my father's generation, when I when I was born, when we were born, I first started going to school, and it was still the Just Say No program. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was like, oh, my God, pot is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. And so now I think it's just become so much more ingrained in the culture than it ever has, where I think it's just basically just as mainstream as anything else. Maybe I'm wrong to some people. If you want to partake, though, you still have to break the law. Well, at first I looked at the calendar. I went, "Hey, I get to do a show on April twentieth." Yeah, if I'm moving kilo, if I'm Nate Newtoning things, like, yeah, I'm gonna get in some trouble for some dope. Okay, but what I'm pointing out is that hey, you, get, you know, you got a couple of J's or something like that. You ain't gonna get in that much trouble. You get what I'm saying there? It depends. It's not necessarily that's true at all. outrageous. People's it's that crazy over there in New York. Over a couple of joints. It's not about New York. It's about a couple else. of J's, man. It, that that really happens less here than it does everywhere else. Of course, that, except that is for really, states where it's fully legal. That is really surprising to me. That is really, really, really surprising to me. Like we have, do you have dispensaries in New York? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but you have to have a, a license. But yeah, they have we to. got them here, man. Which I think they're all owned by the same place because they all look the same and they're all they all basically have the same. I didn't name. even know. That, so there's a state program to get a card in Ohio. I I think so. I because I don't I don't have a card. What I'm saying is, is that there's a couple of places, and they all kind of look the same, and it's like the botanist, right. the horticulturist. Well, they usually are state-run. The greenhouse, like that type of thing, yeah. They're state-regulated to have the same products, and so it's not a coincidence that they look the same. Okay, that makes sense. Then. I was just wondering, because I looked at the counter, I go, hey, man, April 20th, and I'm going, man, do really people even really care anymore? 
Is it that much of a thing anymore? And go I don't. I really Akron. don't think it is. Go back to U of, U of Akron and see. What do you mean? College kids smoking dope? That never happens. What the hell are you talking about, Tom? You're asking if are, it's still relevant. Go see yeah, go but to are they, college are they, campus and see if they're all doing 420 parties. What I'm saying, are they okay, – that's what I mean. They're doing it just because it's 420? Exactly. It's just because it's April it's 20th? It's so lame, but it's still happening. But yeah. you're you're talking to a Columbia grad, That's weird. Though. Tom's that's... in the – Ken, he's in the 1%. Why does that – explain well, to me how that matters. I don't think, I don't think they are <laughs> oh, practicing – and engaging in that type of behavior oh, at I think these they types are. of institutions where I there's think they so absolutely. much pressure and so I think much wrong. The, I'm dead wrong on this? Oh, I think you're absolutely 100% dead wrong are on that. Are you talking about my school where yes. I went? Because there I, absolutely I, I, was 420 1%. parties oh, absolutely yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? The, and, the amount of studying they have to do, the amount that they have to unwind? Oh, it's yes. It's hilarious because they, yes. it, it, they make a huge deal of it at Columbia specifically because it's like such a naughty thing for most of the people going there to, to do. <laughs> And what, yeah, I always thought dope? it was exactly. I always smoking thought it was so funny. Like you guys are real, <laughs> guys are really cutting loose today. Especially I mean, when I it guess falls it's... on a Saturday, it's like you're really cutting loose. You oh. know, smoking weed during the day on a Saturday while in college. Way to go! Oh, you're showing the man. It just depended on how strong it was in college. There's things. It's exactly like Cat Williams. Like I got, I got stuff I got to do today. I'm sorry, I can't do this. The like, guy, I, I, I still got to get home. I, I got laundry to do. And I know if I if I partake, it's just it's going to ruin the day, and then I got to push it all off till tomorrow. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Well, I I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. I'm I'm seeing the hashtag on Twitter right now. Where hey, happy four twenty day, happy four twenty, oh, happy four twenty. Is it trending? Yeah, which you know it's actually not that great. When they got and just don't get crazy here. But when political Twitter accounts are running it, like the people for Bernie, hey, happy four twenty day. Yeah, we want to remind you. Example. Oh, Bernie would like to remind you that oh, marijuana that's... policy is about power and corruption in America. Well, that's you great. can donate four dollars and twenty cents to Bernie twenty twenty. <laughs> it says it right there. It says it right there. You know, you know when your when your when your holiday isn't cool anymore. When they take it, and they use it for political reasons. That's why. No matter what, this isn't a Trump thing. This isn't a Bernie thing. I'm just pointing it out. That's a politics. I think thing. that's fair. Thank you very much. You really want to be cool now, you do it on 421. Or just stay sober, whatever that might be. Who cares? 855-2124-CBS. All right. I don't care what Tim Anderson said. I I thought it was silly. I think it's a very convenient excuse for Major League Baseball. Well, Ken, he said a horrible thing in Brad Keller's general direction. Yeah, he's an angry man. He's a very, very angry African-American man. And he said it at that time. And I find it to be a very, very convenient excuse for Major League Baseball players. I know they're not supposed to do it in football. I know they're not supposed to do it in basketball, especially there because you're within earshot of the general public. Even though, boy, it seems that this year more and more of the fans have no problem yelling at the players' general direction, which seems to me to be the worst possible idea ever. Can I just point that out? Total non sequitur from where we were going here. If you're a fan, if that's the word you can think of, don't go to a game. Because we live in 2019. Everybody has social media, and obviously as the Jazz fan found out, we're going to find out who you are, we're going to find out where you work, and we're going to ruin your life. If that's the first word that comes to your mind, if that's the first insult you can think of is a racial slur, don't go out in public like that. Do not consort with normal people if that's the first thing you can do. You're saving yourself a lot of time and trouble. Recompute recompute yourself and then work yourself in a general society because something is wrong. End of that part of the rant. What Tim Anderson said 
If it was the other way around, it would be a big deal. What he said, I don't find it to be that big of a deal from what he said it, from his standpoint on. The fact that he got thrown at for pimping, quote-unquote, pimping a home run because he threw his bat in the general direction of his own dugout, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I still put it to this because they had to say the same thing last week. And I get it. It gets us talking about baseball. It gets people interested in what's going on. So there's part of that where I have to respect that and hopefully that that blossoms into a conversation and it doesn't become annoying over time. But if you want to take a a piece of weaponry, which is what a baseball is or can become, and you want to throw it at somebody in their general direction, I don't know what else to tell you other than that's wrong. In hockey, if I get out my stick, Marty McSorley style, and I come after you with my stick, that could turn into charges, which has happened in the game of hockey. If I square up, which is part of the game, Gloves are off. No third man in. We got one on deck with each other. This is the way it goes. Peter Schwartz has taught me enough about hockey to know that. You guys want to go after each other and drop the gloves, you go right on ahead and do so. That's the way things are. I don't know how you square up with a baseball player and call him out and say, that's it, I demand satisfaction. I don't know. But I bet there's a better way than throwing at a guy. Because if you're throwing a beanball just to start a fight, all right, toss it over there at 40 miles an hour. I guess hit him in the ass if you can, and then away we go. Or just say, I, I don't like what you did. We're going to have a bit of a problem on our hands. I, I don't know any other way to do it other than I don't think you should be throwing beanballs because you're throwing behind people, and it's still something that could put someone's lights out. 99% of the fights out there, I get it. You can break each other's jaw. You can break your hand. You can do a lot of things. You can do a lot of damage to each other. You're a big physical specimen playing baseball and being a professional athlete. I get that there's things that you can be hurt with. But it's the same premise, and this is not this is totally Cro-Magnon and definitely a Neanderthal's point of view, but that's what we do in sports. The same premise that led you on the school ground is the same premise that leads you in professional sports. When your dad made you ball up a fist and put up your Dukes 40-style boxing style, that you fight with these, you don't use weapons, you don't go below the belt, you don't kick a man when he's down. And you don't get weapons out and throw baseballs at each other and try to do it that way. I'm sorry you got your feelings hurt because Tim Anderson took your yard, and threw his bat over at his team. Strike the next guy out. Strike Tim Anderson out. Do something to show him up if you want to do it. I'm fine with it. It's the same curmudgeon type of feeling that went with the NFL that now has been taken back, and now we have more fun over it. In fact, those aren't just my words. That's Trevor Bauer of the Cleveland Indians who said it on MLB Network Radio just yesterday. Hit it. I'm very much on the side of showing more emotion and celebrating accomplishments on the field and stuff like that. So I thought it was, I thought it was great on Tim's part. I mean, look, the guy just hit a home run to put his team ahead. It is hard to hit a home run in the big leagues. Just, just to hit, just to hit the ball. It's hard. I struggle with that myself, um, but to hit, to hit a homer off a guy that's been throwing well, and like another big league pitcher, like it's hard. So shoot, you should celebrate it. I mean, that's what the fans really want to see, I think. Like, look at what the NFL did. They tried to take away end zone celebrations, faced massive backlash, and then put them back in, and everybody's happy. It gets so much play. It gets put all over social media. It draws a lot of fan attention in. You see it all the time in the NBA. Guys have their three-point, you know, they they hit a three-pointer. They have their little dance or their, you know, Harden's got the, you know, keep feeding me little thing that he does, and Curry's got his little, 
Shimmy. You know, celebration that he does. Yeah, like it's great. Uh, I don't. It's not. I don't see it as showing someone up. You know, it's just like celebrating. Like, man, this game's hard, and I just did something. I'm going to celebrate it. Um, and, and no one gets mad. Like, if someone hits a homer and the entire dugout celebrates, like, no one gets mad about that. You know, so why are we getting mad about a player celebrating? Now, that being said, I'm a pitcher, and I definitely understand that there's you know lines that can be crossed, like. If you are talking to me or staring at me or making it personal, like, uh, like at me, mm-hmm. then you know there there might be an issue. But I don't think Tim did that. I think he uh, he hit it and he looked at his dugout and he was trying to fire his guys up. It wasn't at all about the opposing team. It was you know, like celebrating with you know me personally and with my guys. I know that it's a policing type of thing that people get into, and this is a by the way audio courtesy of Major League Baseball MLB Network on Sirius XM. Uh, I, I know that it's, well, they've been policing it for 100 years. You're one of the two sports that you kind of get away with that stuff. Football, you can't really get in fights. They stop that. You know, Odell Beckham and Josh Norman, you, you can't really do that. And the NBA, obviously, they're going to get in the way of that. They don't want that going down. Hockey goes down. Baseball has gone down. Most of it's pushing and shoving and things like that in baseball. But it's still it's gone down. Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura, that's a classic story. So I, I wish I had a better answer for you other than don't throw a beanball at 90 miles an hour at a guy. you got to find a better way. If you want to take it out on task, I don't know how you do it. All I know is that when we talk about the safety of people and the safety of sports, for most guys, it's been okay that someday it's understood. You're probably going to line up and have to demand some satisfaction of another guy in a front yard or a backyard or something like that when you're a younger guy. It's the same thing in pro sports. And I think in pro sports, we've become okay with it. But to take out weaponry, which is what a baseball can become, and do something of that nature, I think people are going to have a problem with that. And I think that's what Trevor Bauer is saying, and I totally agree with what Trevor Bauer said. When Tim Anderson flips his bat, I'm sorry you got your feelings hurt. I'm sorry you I'm sorry you can't be a pro and strike him out. I'm sorry you can't be a pro and get over it the next time. I apologize that you don't have the guts and the wherewithal to be a professional baseball player. 855-2124-CBS. We got calls on this and people want to explain 420 to us. It's coming up next on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Should I just do it, Tom? Wait, leave the music go. Should I do the Jim Ross? Please. A member of the nineteen ninety one Hurricanes National Championship team. He's done everything there is to do at a WrestleMania, except for one thing. That is beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. Scale of one to ten, how was it? It's a ten from me. I mean, I know it seems like. It seems like I'm just sucking up to you, but I would really love to tell you yeah. that it was bad. Honestly, if it. we played that on its own as a rejoin, people would just assume that it was JR. No one would think it was you. <laughs> so that, to me, that's what gives it a 10. I'm not very good at my own right, but I can do great impressions of actual talented broadcasters. Jared Diamond in like 20 minutes. Let me get to the phones here. 
about Bean Balls and about 420. Chad in Alabama wants to talk 420 in the Panthers draft. Chad, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Let it ride. Hey, guys. First-time caller. Love the show. Thank uh, you. And if I didn't know any better, I'd think you had Jim Ross right there in the studio. Woo! Damn it, I'm feeling good. Go ahead, Chad. That's for me, too. Thank um, you. No, uh, just want to say happy 420, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I have a comment, and then I have a question. The uh, comment is, is about the bean ball. There, there's no excuse for a, a major league pitcher to hit someone on purpose. Yeah. It, it, he's playing on the, at the highest level he can possibly play at. His, his, his goal should be to come back and strike the guy out as a, you know, as a, as a high school pitcher. Um, there's no reason for him to him to throw at the guy. I mean, when uh, Reggie Miller used to hit threes in, in people's eyes and used to do the wipe the you-know-what out of your eye when he was running back, like, I know John Starks wanted to fight him every now and then and one time tried to, but that was a big issue when he got in John Starks' head. This is the same thing as getting in a pitcher's head if you if you pimp a home run out. But honestly, it, it was still on John Starks to try to cover or try to guard Reggie Miller, just like it's still on a pitcher to try to strike another guy out. I'm totally with you on that, Chad. Exactly, exactly. Now my question, guys, what do y'all think will help the Panthers? I'm thinking uh, uh, maybe a receiver or a uh, uh, defensive back help. It's just um, such a really good defensive draft that where you guys draft, what is it, 15 or 16? 16, right? 16. I haven't checked it. Man, lately. you guys are going to have good defensive players. That Brian Burns could be there from Florida State. Uh, if Brian Bur- which a lot of people have him going there. Um if it were me, I'd take. I know that you might need a little bit of wide receiver help. Some people disagree with me, and that's fine. I'm not saying that I'm the the know all be all on this one, Chad. You need a little bit of wide receiver help. Your quarterback situation with Cam Newton, you should be able to get a guy, maybe a little later. And if Cam's that good, and I, I I've been a defender of Chad, or I've been a defender of Cam a little bit, Chad. If he's that good, he should be able to turn that guy into something a little bit better than what he was drafted at. You get what I'm you're saying? You're so exactly yeah, right. yeah. So I, I think you could. You always seem to need help across the offensive line on that team. But I tell you, it's such a deep defensive draft that if you were to going to go and I brought up Clellan Farrell earlier, if he were to fall to say we're somewhere in Pittsburgh or something, I'd be really nervous about something like that. But I'll tell you what, that kid, that kid out of Florida State. I think that he could be a good one there. It could certainly help you out. Brian Burns out of Florida State. I think he could be good for you. Right. Sure to thank you guys. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Thank, thank you very much, Chad. Let me get to Robert in Colorado really quickly because we got Jared Diamond coming up soon. So, Robert, i got to cut you short, but go ahead. Go. All right. I'll be quick, Ken. I just want to say you needed somebody from Colorado to make uh, 420 significant. The whole thing with 420 <laughs> is why it's significant is because in Colorado when marijuana was illegal, yeah. We used to have a rally where about 100,000 people will come on April 20th and smoke marijuana in front of the state capitol. You're that kidding me. The whole con- nope. And now it's about a million uh... people. Check it out in Denver. Just check, just go online. Okay. Uh, up, celebrate Robert, in Denver. I, thank you very and much because I apologize. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to run them off right there, but we do got to go. Uh, I, I didn't know about that. Let me look that up. I'll bring that up when we come back. We'll get our, We'll talk pot right before Jared Diamond coming up to talk about bean bowls. 420, Robert, thank you very much for the call. Chad, thank you very much for the call. Good stuff out of both of you. I'll look it up. We'll be back. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. We got Jared Diamond coming up here momentarily. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. We also had a call from Robert in Colorado. Now, 
it is one of the origins of 420 that has been given to us. However, I was looking through uh, high times here. I can't believe we're I, – uh, yeah, I mean, they, they would know, right? Uh, they say that it was originally thought of because it was the police term. It was the uh, police code for marijuana arrests in progress. So there was a flyer given out at a Grateful Dead concert at the Oakland Alameda Coliseum in 1990. The flyer recounted the now famous, now famous uh, tale that 420 was a police code for marijuana arrests in progress. Then, according to this I'm reading here, that there was a group of people in Colorado who's, who went to the Statehouse. That, that is written right here on this, t- on this computer screen. So we have several different scenarios. That's how the best holidays are, aren't they? Well, you never really truly know. And so that's the beginning. So of, of all you fine folks that do partake, well, happy holidays to you. 855-2124-CBS. Also, make sure uh, you know that the uh, line is brought to you by GEICO. There's a quick way you can save money. You switch to GEICO, go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on car insurance. That number, that toll-free line, brought to you by GEICO. Great, GEICO are great folks. Don't worry about it. Jared Diamond joining us on the show right now, Wall Street Journal baseball writer. I want to ask him about bean balls. I was telling a story, Jared, when I was when I was in 10 or 11 years old baseball. My buddy Eric was standing up there at the mountain, and he proceeded to dot four hitters in a row and he just was he thought it was so absurd cuz he, he had no control. He had an arm like a rocket. He had no control. One of the dads tried to walk out to the mound and fight him over it because he c- couldn't believe that he couldn't hit the strike zone. He was actually hitting other kids and he was laughing about it. So we welcome you onto the show with that, Jared. How you doing today, bud? I'm doing well. You know, I should tell you the high times is our biggest softball rival in the media softball league. So I don't know how I feel about you them on the air. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> All right, so where do you come, where do you come out on the whole Tim Anderson thing? Because there's a little bit of a wrinkle in there because of the the word he used. Um, and I'm if we want to go down that alley, we can go down that alley. I think there is a difference if it was the other way around. Obviously, I find it to be a little bit convenient. I got to tell you. Uh, by Major League Baseball. You might disagree on that. So with the one-game suspension, they say, well, you know, the language was there. And I kind of find that more of an excuse, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. Jared, go ahead, bud. Yeah, I'm guessing that we don't know exactly what happened. I'm guessing the umpires put that in their report, what was sort of said on the field. So there was a record of it that got sent to the league office. And I think to some extent the league office felt that, okay, you know, under normal circumstances, that sort of behavior would warrant a one-game suspension. That said, they had to have known, someone in the league office had to have known how bad it was going to look for Tim Anderson to be suspended over this, just because of what sort of lightning rod issue this had become. And there clearly was a lot, generally a lot of public support for him that they opened themselves up to a lot of criticism by suspending him. But I'm sure they will say, no, this is, this is the rule. This is what we would do under any circumstance. And, we're not going to make an exception for one guy just because there's a little more public interest in it. So it, it definitely seemed a little a little tough, I would say that. What do you think about pimping home runs in general? Do you think it's too much? Do you want to see more of it? What's your thoughts? I understand that not everyone likes it, and there's always going to be a subset of fans that's going to have the attitude of, you know, act like you've been there before. We saw Rand, what Randall Greitchick go on Twitter and sort of take a little pot shot at Tim Anderson that afternoon. So there's always going to be people that don't 
like it. I, I think my issue right now is that Major League Baseball, as sort of an entity, is clearly, uh, and with one hand, trying to encourage this sort of thing. When you see the Let the Kids Play campaign, which is a huge part of their marketing, the, the official MLB social media channels are sort of highlighting sort of displays of emotion and fun. And yet, with the other hand, there's still this sort of old traditional thing pulling them back in and leading to suspensions of Tim Anderson. So I would just like to see some consistency, which is it? If you're going to say let the kids play, you actually have to let them play. Uh, and I, I am fine with it. I don't have any problem with guys pimping home runs and all of this. And I think the idea of throwing a ball at somebody in retaliation because you got your feelings hurt that to me seems soft, a lot more than you know, celebrating a, a fifth inning home run. Can I ask you this? Because I, I have to say, because of the because of the interest in it, like I agree with you. I think that if you if you hit a home run and you want to add some spice to it, you go right on ahead and do so. I think that that old level of thinking is pretty archaic. However, Jared, I got to tell you, I think I'm pretty happy that that guys actually get upset about it. Like Michael Thomas pulls out the phone, the homage to to Joe Horn. In the well, I think it was a Sunday night game. Might have been a little bit different, but either way, he pulls out the phone and an homage to Joe Horn with the New Orleans Saints. There were two sides to that, and there were people who thought that the people who didn't like it were curmudgeony. And I like it because we're talking about those things. It's kind of fun to have those arguments. And even though, yeah, I don't want to talk about guys getting beaned, it is kind of fun to have that argument of whether or not you should throw your bat or or do a do a bat flip or whether or not you should act like you've been there before. So I I kind of enjoy that there's another side to it. Yeah, I don't mind the conversation, and I also, look, I don't mind pitchers being mad. I think them being mad over feeling disrespected or being shut up, that's fine. If that is, and if that sort of adds some spice and sort of extra juice to the game and creates tension, I think sports fans, we love tension, right? We love villains. We love sort of drama, and that's fine. It's just the idea that uh, the response is going to be, I'm going to throw a ball at you, and then we're all going to run onto the field and sort of sort of shove each other and not really fight and just yell a lot. It just seems so silly. I mean, the response of I'm the pitcher who feels disrespected is just do better next time. Like, strike the guy out. Like, don't let him hit a home run the next time he comes up. That, to me, should be the response. Not like I'm going to hurl this ball at you. It, it really just it just seems so, like, juvenile in some ways. Jared Diamond, Wall Street Journal, joining us on the show. Well, people say, then, how do they police the game? My reaction to that is, well, you police the game by executing and not giving up home runs and embarrassing the guy on the other end by sitting him down with a strikeout or some other way. Yeah, exactly. And I understand that players are going to – that's what you always hear from players. Oh, players are going to take care of these things. Players are going to police things. I just think it's a lot of sort of macho talk. I don't really – I understand what they're saying, but on the other hand, like – Come on, what does that even really mean that we're going to, the players are going to police it? And the other thing about all of this that I just think has to be mentioned, can't be ignored, is, is there is sort of, a, there is a cultural component to this. And we look at Major League Baseball, and Major League Baseball is now about a third Latin players, right, who come from a very different culture, and that number is going to continue to, to grow. And just sort of a, a more sort of broader view of baseball right now. There still is, like, there are racial issues in baseball. There's a larger issue of how the Latin players are treated in Major League Baseball compared to the white players. There's a lot of self-segregation inside clubhouses where the Latin players are sort of cordoned off into their own corner. So it's hard to sort of 
not look at this through that lens as well, this lens of, like, how are Latin players treated in baseball and are they treated as sort of others in this sport, which is now a third Latino and will probably be more so as time goes on. Jared Diamond joining us on the show, Wall Street Journal baseball writer. Follow him on Twitter, at Jared Diamond. So other than that, what are some of the unwritten – are there unwritten rules that you – think that should be followed or is there some things it's like hey you know if they were so important just write them down (laughs) i mean like all these little like traditions that exist in baseball they they're there for a reason like they exist for reasons i understand like some of these little things like pop up it it seems like not being a home run is like the one that we talk about the most but you know it's Fans like it, and also baseball is seemingly like the one sport where these sort of displays of emotion are frowned upon, right? We we all sort of accept touchdown celebrations in the NFL, and not only that, the NFL like loosened up rules to allow more of them, and so much of what we love about the NBA is sort of the emotion and the interactions between players and like them trash-talking to each other. It's so much of what we love about basketball. So I just find it strange that with baseball, the reaction is so different among fans. I don't see why baseball should be treated differently than these other sports. We're just about three weeks into the regular season. Is there anything you're actually worried about in baseball? Like, should Red Sox fans actually be worried at 7-13 and 13 and playing in a pretty good division with the Yankees and Rays up there at the top? Or, well, I should say with the Rays up there at the top, the Yankees have had injuries, but you get what I'm pointing out. Yeah, I know. I do think Boston's pitching is a problem. I think the Red Sox are going to be fine, but that said, I, Chris Sale is a concern if I'm a, the Red Sox because he was not good at the end of last year either. You know, if you remember, he didn't finish the season well uh, in 2018. He was not particularly great in the postseason. Uh, he was at least very inconsistent, and he's been awful so far this year. So that that concerns me to an extent. And also, I know the Cubs have started to play a little better. They've gone back to 500, but I have some concerns about the Cubs uh, as well. Just coming off the sort of tumultuous offseason they had. There's a lot of drama there, and they've been struggling. And that division is really difficult with how good Milwaukee and St. Louis uh, look like are going to be. So, yeah, look, it's still early, and you shouldn't panic, but I think in both Boston and Chicago, uh, I don't think it's as simple as, well, yes, things are definitely going to turn around. Uh, I don't know if, if they will. You know, you look at the Yankees. That's another team that's sort of been inconsistent. They have so many injuries that I'm pretty confident they're going to be okay. But Boston and Chicago, I mean, we'll see. I don't think it's a slam dunk that they're just going to write this show. I know the Marlins won yesterday, but are they on their way to a – because I see them, I go, man, this could be a 100-loss baseball team here. First off, yes or no, is that a 100-loss baseball team with Miami? Real quick. Yes, I do because because that division is so tough. Well, I'm seeing more and more 100-loss teams – are 100-win teams, are, is that as special as what it used to be? Because I think we're starting to see more and more, quote-unquote, tanking in Major League Baseball than we've ever seen. There's definitely stratification. We've had three, there were three 100-win teams last year. I believe there were three 100-win teams the year before as well, mm-hmm. which is very unusual. We said there were, I think, a record number of teams that lost like 90 or 95 games last year, like six or so. So we're clearly seeing that right now where there's this competitive imbalance or at least a bigger gap between the best teams and the worst teams. I do think tanking is a part of it. Like teams are more willing to go into these deep rebuilding cycles and therefore the teams that are going for it are getting better and better. And that's also why 
We saw the Red Sox win 104, or whatever they won, 108. Some crazy number last year because uh, if there's really bad teams, there's going to be some really good teams. And Yeah, it looks like we're maybe going toward that this year. I don't know if there are quite as many terrible teams this year as there were last season. Miami's one of them. Jared, I thank you very much for the time. All the best, my friend, and next time there's a beanball, I'll be thinking of you, especially in a softball game. Yeah, yeah. Got us in the high time. There might be some beanball wars uh, this upcoming season. We'll it, the, it's the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Wall Street Journal versus the high times. I dig it, man. Thank you. You got it. Anytime. Jared Diamond joining us from the Wall Street Journal, baseball writer for them. I, I got to bring this up towards the end of the show. We're seeing the death of the regular season. Tampa Bay goes out, they win the President's Cup trophy, they win as many games in a regular season as the 95-96 Red Wings, who also didn't get to the Stanley Cup Finals. I think they lost in the Western Conference Finals, if I'm not mistaken. You have teams that are winning in the regular season at a record clip. You look at baseball, you had 100 100 win teams, one, two, three, three teams. You had three teams that lost 100 games, you had the Marlins that lost 98. You have teams that are actively trying to play guys younger, which does take a little bit away from the minor league system, but if you're going to play them younger, play them younger, that's fine. But you have teams that are actively trying to do that to get them more experience, big league level, might as well. If they're going to play against the big boys, they've got to play against the big boys at some times. And you have the Orioles, who won, who lost 115 games last year, the White Sox and Royals, who play in the same division, who each lost 100 and 104 games. A 98-loss team. Like, this is starting to pick up, and it makes the regular season just mean a little bit less every time you do it. That coupled with what we've seen in basketball recently, even college basketball, college football recently, there's a difference here, and it actually eats into our enjoyment during the regular season. Coming up next, of course Seattle re-signed Russ. They may be a little tardy. They're not stupid. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.